Perv. Slut. Wow! I hate myself. Perv. Slut. Don't make this fun! Perv. Slut. The Sexhibition. Perv. This is the Fleabag Research Project. I'm Yana Rankov, and I'll be your host. Oh, you got me. I don't carry a vagina around with me. <laughs> That'd be way too provocative. Hi there, this is the first episode of the Fleabag Research Project. I'm Yana Rankov, and this is my project, and I'm talking to my friend Tegan today. How's it going? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor it is to be here. Thank you so much. The inaugural episode. <laughs> How lucky I am. How often have you seen Fleabag and what is your relationship to the show? How do you feel about it? Okay. Thank you for asking, Yana. Uh, I've seen Fleabag. First, I watched the the whole show earlier this year, both seasons earlier this year, perhaps October, around when it came out. Um, and then my mom booked us tickets to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge do the monologue live at the Rio Theatre. Turned out it was just a recording, but I watched that as well. It was amazing. <laughs> most recently. It's uh, super yeah, good, hey? Super, super good. Loved it. Was a, I was a little let down that it wasn't really her uh, in the flesh. But <laughs> I remember. I thought it was very funny of you. <laughs> so I, I think I was distracted the whole time by that, but it was still amazing. Uh, and then most recently I rewatched season one at your request over the span of two nights. So it's one of my favorite shows. And I think it's because I do find it hilarious. Uh, I think it's super gritty humor, super, I don't want to say dark because I think that has a weird rep, but like super grimy mm. feeling and um, not something you'd normally see perhaps from a depiction of women in the mainstream media these days. I really like your distinction away from dark because it's not really dark. It's just like, it seems very much how women just joke around with each other. It seems very like, it doesn't seem out of place to me at all. All of her asides, the way she speaks to the camera, little comments about her sex life. It's just very familiar. You feel like you're speaking to a friend the entire time. Completely agree. Couldn't agree more. And I kind of want to start you out by talking about one of her initial small monologues. That, to me, reads like a really succinct thesis to part of the show. It's when she's sitting on the toilet and she says, <laughs> I'm not obsessed with sex. I just can't stop thinking about it. The performance of it. The awkwardness of it. The drama of it. The moment you realize someone wants your body. Not so much the feeling of it. What do you think about that monologue? How do you feel about it? Uh, I think it's really funny that that's your first thing that you asked me to talk about because I have notes that I wrote while watching the show. Uh, and then just before this interview, I've pulled what I think are the two most re like resonating moments of the show and put them on a separate piece of paper. And that was the first one. It hits home, man. <laughs> it's exactly, it's a very good summary of exactly how I feel about sex. And that's why I like it. Uh, what's the other thing on the piece of paper I'm interested? The other thing is the last monologue, kind of when she's talking to the banker, when she says uh, sometimes that she doesn't, sometimes I wish I didn't know fucking existed. It's a whole paragraph, but yeah. Yeah, it's a fantastic, I don't know, she just, it bookends the show so well. This, like, 
her obsession with sex and how detrimental it is to her overall health, how much, how obsessed with it she is. Specifically the line when she says, what I just find is such an interesting like juxtaposition within the monologue when she says somebody wants your body so it is about her body but Mm -hmm. she doesn't like how it feels you Mm -hmm. know so it's about the physical but not about her body almost it's almost it's about the perception of her body so much more than it is about her own body the way the show talks about the body it's usually specifically about other people's bodies in a super joking way you know Fleabag jokes, you know, Claire's anorexic. You have the two women coming in that say, I can't blow this body on a baby, which I think is hilarious. How do you think being so humorous about body image and the body in general comes across? I think it is a good way of talking about it. I think it makes it more palatable and easy to swallow. Um, especially we're talking about with the way that she, when they're bringing Claire in and, and exposing her, giving her an exposition as a character uh, in, (laughs) in every description, Fleabag identifies that Claire is probably anorexic, probably bulimic. And there's like a feeling of jealousy and a feeling of like wanting to be that way, even though that's such a honestly terrible thing to be jealous of a person who's kind of out of control or kind of ill, right? Um, so I think that to joke about it and to bring it to the table in that sense is a way of, like in the last monologue, she says, everyone feels like, either everyone feels like this a little bit and they're not talking about it or I'm completely fucking alone. And I think that in the way that she's bringing, talking about bodies in a humorous way and talking about hating hers, essentially, it's... It makes it okay to be relatable. Like if I'm laughing along with that and acknowledging that that's also how I feel, I feel safe in that moment. The depictions of sex, the depiction of sex uh, as something she's not enjoying all the time necessarily or like physically, Mm. that's realistic to me. That makes me feel comfortable in the experiences that I've had. Um, The way (laughs) watching her masturbate casually and And pushing away her boyfriend exactly so funny very good very happy to see it that's like yeah no something that makes me feel kind of comfortable comfortable and safe yeah I I would agree with that like the idea that it's so from a friend's perspective she would Mm -hmm. never like she just wouldn't betray you by showing you an unrealistic man or like you know the sex is real her body is real her fears are real. It's not, you know, she's not a caricature. Yeah. I think you've put it well by yeah. saying that from the perspective of a friend. That I, you know, I think that's why she talks to the audience so much. It's like, cool, you're in on the joke with her. Yeah. Um, so the first hookup, I wanted to ask, what do you think the effect is of having the first scene be a hookup where she has anal sex? And specifically, I want to ask how you feel about the line where she basically says, you know, he's inching towards your asshole, so you let him. Hmm. And just the idea that she's letting him have sex with her and, like, letting him use her body. I kind of feel like... I, so I watched that first scene with my parents, with my dad and my mom. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, I think it's a good way of filtering your audience. There's, like, people who won't mm. want 
you after that point. There's people who aren't going to want to watch a show where the main character is having anal and, you know, so that's how watching it felt at first. Like, okay, this is going to be, I'm fucking interested. I want to see more. I want to know what the story is. I want to know who this dude is because I'm fucking fascinated by this. And I want to, I want to know more about the, the mechanics of having anal. Um, but my conservative grandparents wouldn't want to watch something like that. So it'll push away people who maybe won't be receptive or comfortable or related, relating to it. Yeah. And then the idea of, of letting him have sex with you. I think there's a lot of, hmm. I think consent is a super important thing. I think we talk a lot about it. Mm-hmm. You and I, friend group, we talk about how to get enthusiastic consent, how to make sure that that's happening but realistically in some sexual situations like you're not checking in all the time and that's kind of okay in those moments and that felt like an honest example of like maybe not okay Mm. ideal but like it will happen it's honest an honest example for sure I think bringing in the question of consent is a great one because I think that the conversations you and I and our friend group have, you know, we're in our early twenties. We have started having that conversation in our youth, like as like young women. And, you know, I don't know necessarily if that conversation has been as commonplace for Phoebe Waller Bridges twenties, you know, she said in an interview with Vogue, she made the show because of the cynicism she found she felt in her early 20s and female rage do you think that reads in the show like does it align with your own cynicism that you feel totally dude well I think so you know I was nervous to talk about this with you I think the main (laughs) the main reason that I'm so kind of maybe scared to talk about some of the themes in this show are because I identify with that idea of being so fucking cynical and angry and I think a lot of the things mm. the honesty she's showing you are pieces of her being maybe not a very great person that I don't want to own up to relating to or like experiences that I've had that I don't want to have to talk about or share and yeah so I relate to Fleabag the character really tricks the audience because you start off relating to her and really mm-hmm. wanting to like be her friend but mm-hmm. on like several rewatches, and this is kind of what I want to get into more in depth mm-hmm. with you, because I think you're going to have some really, I really just want to hear what you have to say. <gasps> do you think Fleabag enjoys her own sexual power over men? Or do you think she has any? Where do you think she stands? I think she enjoys the power of being desired and the power she feels she has in being mm-hmm. desired. But I don't actually think she has a lot of power there. Um, I think that she... Yeah, I think she enjoys being wanted. I think, and and if, so yeah, sorry, to go back to the power, if I think she has any, I think with like asshole guy, with rodent guy, she doesn't have a lot of power. She thinks she does because they want her. But at the end of the day, she's not getting anything out of those situations. She's not benefiting herself, even though she thinks she is. She's just going back to the same thing over and over again, looking for something that's never there. I think a big part of tricking the audience in that sense is that she makes so much fun of these guys and Mm -hmm. like the bus rodent is like ridiculous you know on their date he goes I've never been in a fight I've been punched in the leg you know like you cannot take this character seriously 
but just because he's ridiculous doesn't mean she's not dependent on him, you know? No, totally. And yeah, and that's something that kind of hit hard watching, actually, because the bus rodent specifically on that date reminds me of dates that I've gone on where like it's a funny story that I hold close to my heart and I tell people and I think it's hilarious like how stupid this guy was but at the end of the date I was sad that maybe we didn't go home together um Mm. so I don't know but I don't think that she has a lot of sexual power in those situations and like from a purely physical standpoint she doesn't get off you know like you were talking you know what that's a great point she doesn't come absolutely she does not climax yeah unless unless in the harry situation she you know finishes herself which is yeah she takes care of that yeah Yeah. (laughs) do you not think that she has like a decent amount of she like uses sexual power over harry to an extent she like shows up naked at his house with Harry, I think she does. So that's why I was saying the asshole guy and the bus rodent. With those guys, I think she thinks she has power. And at some point she does because she holds something they want. And then unfortunately, it sounds a little traditional, but like she puts out and they get what they want and then they're done with it. With Harry, you're right. I totally think she has a little bit of sexual power over him um, and manipulates it. And that's why I think it's kind of, it was hard for me to watch a relationship with Harry. And one of your questions on the survey before this, or one of the questions that I read from you was um, whether or not on some level we were kind of happy when Harry left that relationship. Mm. Um, And I did feel sort of happy for him because I think that she did have power over him, over him sexually. And she did manipulate it and she knew it. And then she lost it when he left and then that got harder for her. I think one of the funniest parts of Fleabag is Harry and Harry's performance. I just think the performances all straddle the line between comedic and tragic, just like in this amazing way. Harry specifically, I kind of not struggle with, but I'd like to get your thoughts on the idea that he's like a very feminine person he cleans or like he's coded as very feminine sexually you know he wants to make love he's you know like sexually submissive to her she jerks off you know he's jealous of her masturbating so I don't know reconciling making fun of a man for being feminine I don't know what do you think do you think that's a fair analysis I think that when I watched it and I laughed at Harry, it was not, it didn't feel to me like I was laughing along with, I can see how she was making fun of him for his femininity. But when I was laughing along, I didn't feel that I was laughing along at his femininity. I was laughing along at the mm. situation of the relationship. And that's part of why I was so happy when he left is because I did kind of get the sense that it would be, it was wrong of her to be laughing at him for those things. I don't know. I just thought he was funny because maybe he subverts what I would expect to see, but not not because of his femininity. Like, I don't think it's funny. I don't know. I don't think it's funny that he was cleaning. I just think he's a funny guy because he's so passionate and he's so himself, even in the moments where she's being mean to him. Later, we'll talk about this exhibition later, but the, like, <laughs> neutered Harry, just like the, like completely without a penis the kendall harry it's (laughs) so funny it's so funny to like have a character (laughs) that all the other characters just see like this they're like this is a dickless man like 
<laughs> hilarious. Back kind of to talking about the body. We've talked about Claire a little bit and how she has like a very uptight relationship with her body that's very about control, you know, the ana- alleged anorexia. And Fleabag has this kind of reckless relationship with her body. She drinks, she smokes. Um, I hesitate to say this, but like she sleeps with random men, maybe to her own mental health like detriment. She's quite reckless with it. And then you have the godmother mm-hmm. who celebrates her own body so much, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think how these women feel about their own bodies is linked to the sex they have within the show and how their, sh- how their sex like their sex life plays out and how it impacts their power? I totally do, man. I really do. Not a bad thing necessarily on its own but yeah exactly like not to I really don't condemn it but like it it's to her own like mental her mental health doesn't enjoy it so the moments like you know the perfect body question like the feminist conference Mm -hmm. and when they both put their hands up (laughs) hilarious really agree with it yeah super super huge moment I would put my hand up easy I would absolutely put my hand up. And I was thinking that anyone in the room who didn't put their hand up, like maybe other than a couple, if the stepmother or the godmother or whatever she is, if she was in the room, she might not have put her hand up. She loves her body, whatever. But most of the people in the room I felt while watching were liars for not putting their hands up. And I think that's what the show was about. They're dirty little liars. Dirty little liars. Dirty little freaks. One of the relationships I find really central which is her relationship with the bank manager how do you feel about that character and just his existence within the show Mm -hmm. again I think because I've watched it a couple times now everyone is so much more sympathetic than they were the first time but when Mm. he was initially me I was like repulsed by this guy who had done had molested had touched someone but then having watched him like he is everyone in the show I find hard to dislike because they are very human and very realistically written characters and like I genuinely believe that he made a mistake he's an interesting character I like his presence in the show I I like that he is the person who gives her that kind of fiscal redemption at the end and gives her the second chance because that's what he needed and that's what we gave him he's an interesting character I like that guy he's a good guy in their first interaction he calls her a slut and she calls him a perv Mm -hmm. do you think that the show gives a lot of weight to those labels definitely it's a it's like recurring those words are recurring in the show those are slut she describes herself that way all the time those are gritty things to be as i said earlier like the comedy of the show is gritty and Mm. grimy to describe herself in that way is gritty and grimy and she's a pervert the whole time. She's a dirty little pervert. She's a dirty little freak. She There's calls herself a perv several times, yeah. She has a monologue about that that I wrote down, but I don't know where it is right now. But, oh, she when she's talking to her dad, when she rolls up. Yeah, she calls dress, herself yeah. perverted. How do you feel about the workshop where the women are silent and the men are just screaming slut? Um, I, I'm not super, like, familiar with, what that kind of workshop might look like like honestly until Fleabag I didn't know that those better men workshops were out there but I think that those workshops are a nice contrast to each other in like a caricature of of the role that men and women are groomed to play in real life a little bit with like the women engaging in domestic tasks cleaning and stuff I I think it's really quietly 
yeah, quietly and submissively. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with those making better men workshops in real life, but I think just making fun of men in general is not the worst thing to do, especially men yeah. who are at go a for it. Like that. Yeah, have at her, baby. Go go nuts up. Yeah, I also think it's very funny how afraid the men are of her when she mm -hmm. like enters that space, and they're just like really trying to usher her out because they're so spooked. It's just a mm -hmm. hilarious juxtaposition. All right, let's talk performances. Uh, oh, baby. Do you have a favorite performance in the show? Uh, uh, well, obviously, Phoebe, Fleabag herself, fucking genius, beautiful, but in a close second or possibly even almost tied is Olivia Coleman because she's so compelling <sighs> and hilarious. She's so I good. agree. She's so and I would love to talk about Fleabag's and her godmother's relationship why do you think that her godmother treats her so poorly that's a really hard question to answer I think that I think that the show held my hand to believe that maybe there's feelings of insecurity compared to her mother and like stepping into the role that she can never fill as mother but also because she's such a sexual person comparing herself maybe a little bit to the I don't think that the godmother is insecure about her sex life or insecure about her body at all. We've like talked a little bit about that, but I think that maybe it makes her feel very good and even stronger in her sexual nature to put down flea bag. She feels familiar because there's older women in my life who will, because of our experience as a woman and being maybe the only thing that they can connect to me on, like, compare bodies or compare romance or just like talk to me about the only thing that they think that we can talk about which is men or a relationship to men and either put me down or bring me up on that structure on that basis absolutely so, okay. I do I was gonna ask if you think that there's like a generational conflict almost that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is exposing and I would love to ask your thoughts on the golden statue mm -hmm. that she steals The godmother says that women are subtle warriors, strong at heart. You know, mm -hmm. they don't have to fight. And Phoebe uh, and Fleabag immediately points out, like, you took off her, like, head and her limbs, you know. Um, would you say, how do you feel about the subtle warrior quote and, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge immediately making fun of that? Do you think there's some validity to what Olivia Coleman says? Uh, I mean, her character, the godmother? Immediately, Phoebe in that, or Fleabag in that scene, pointed to it being about getting what you want with your tits and I felt like that was a very reasonable thing to make fun of because yeah you're right like she cut the head off she cut the arms off and that's what it meant to Fleabag's character maybe maybe it just means different things to each of them maybe it's a way of like representing how they use their sexual power or whatever uh I don't have much to say about Olivia Coleman's line I just really liked the way that Fleabag's character gripped onto it being about getting what you want using your body sexually yeah it's it's a, I think it's a really powerful metaphor and the statue changes hands so many times mm -hmm. I know it's stolen it's put back Martin has it and then you know he gives it to Claire and in that scene he molests her he takes away her power mm -hmm. uh, I would love to talk about Martin specifically How do you feel about the camaraderie that exists between Fleabag and Martin? When I first watched the show, I really liked, because you don't know how shitty he will be uh, during those like For bonding sure. moments of that 
Clara present and stuff. So I really enjoyed those scenes. And I was like, oh, it's kind of nice that this, um, that she's got someone in her family who can kind of relate to her on the level of her humor. And that's not a, like shying away from the inappropriateness of the character. I liked that. Mm-hmm. But I found him to be the least sympathetic character in the show. The only redeeming quality that I felt, not redeeming quality, but the only thing about Martin that I thought was um, deserving of empathy was the fact that he was an alcoholic. And it was the only thing that I could see, like the only feature of his character that I could see being a defense for any of the things he does or being a reason to give him empathy whatsoever. I think he's not (laughs) I I don't like that character I don't like what he does I don't like that what seemed to be just a nice bond that Fleabag could have had was taken away by his sexual impulses which is something that happens all the time in the real world with like these nice and this kind of brings me to another point that I think is very brave of Phoebe Waller-Bridge to broach within Fleabag and it's the mixing of sex and family yeah. Uh, at one point, she turns towards the camera and goes, "The next man who's walking in here is getting ridden to death." And her father walks yeah. in, and then yes. she can recognize her her dad's penis on the wall. Yeah. With the with that one, um, I the I don't mean to interrupt your question, but the way that I Not reacted that? to that part of the show when she sees her dad's penis on the wall, maybe it's just because I'm really uncomfortable with this talk like the idea of mixing sex and family I sort of watched it and saw it as just a coincidence a happy mistake that she just happened to point at that penis but I think that it's probably more logical to assume that she did recognize it I have to say the the parts of the show that I felt the least amused by were these moments of mixing sex and family um like I think it's a very transgressive thing to do yeah absolutely I think it's where she pushes the envelope the most when she like jokes yeah. around that her and her sister are dating, mm-hmm. you know, those moments are very uncomfortable, but I do, but you know, she gets kissed by a family member mm-hmm. in the middle of it. It's, yeah. you kind of see where this like abrasion is coming from as well. But I think it is, I think it's the most transgressive humor within the show yeah. itself. And I would like to point out that, Olivia Coleman's character, the godmother, is the only other character that also mixes family and sex. She says, you know, yeah. your father's a very sexual man to the girls. The godmother and Fleabag are the only people that are on the same level. They seem to be speaking each other's language, fighting back and forth in really specific ways. And one of the reasons I think they are is because they understand that there's sexual power dynamics within the family as well. Like, I don't think Fleabag the show shies away from that reality, but it is very uncomfortable. I think it is the furthest she goes for sure. Totally. No, I totally agree. You think it's, you would agree that it's like an uncomfortable field, even Jake getting into the bath with Claire. Which I wanted to say is the least comfortable scene in the show for me. But I personally like really like her admittance of those dynamics. I really like that she says that there's sexual power dynamics in all of your relationships. It's interesting that her and her godmother, you know, she brings over a hot young man to, like, mm-hmm. show off her own sexual power. And I wanted to ask about, once again, just such a funny performance 
asshole guy what do you think about his character and the reason I'm asking is because I think a character like that is usually a woman how do you think the show changes with that character being a man or like the portrayal of the character um I think okay I think that the idea of uh like the arm candy yes is usually a woman but I think like the personality that he has isn't always the place of a woman that we see in like other shows um that character specifically though is a big part of why I like the show because there's a scene of them in the bathtub where he's like asking her to ask him a question and he's just so fucking confident and up his own asshole and it's so what I like about it what felt again like comfortable and familiar to me was how easy it was for her to play into his fantasy of what was going on and how easy it was for him to just talk about whatever he wanted to say and like her to just be an accessory to it. So I don't know if I would entirely agree that he is filling the mm. role of of like a woman in his entirety as a character. I think, yeah, in the scenes with Olivia Coleman, it reminds me of like, a, a dad like patting his son on the back about some hot chick that he's brought home but like that character I found really compelling and super relatable about of, of people I, that I've seen <laughs> I also think he is impeccably cast yeah. and the relationship is just it's just hilarious how he like talks and carries himself and he has a picture of himself framed in his house do you think um not similarly but kind of pertaining to that who do you think Fleabag is most honest with in the show boo um boo boo but I think that boo is her most meaningful relationship throughout the entire show Mm. but um but I and I don't think that her going behind boo's back with Boo's boyfriend is like being dishonest I think that was an honest action that was like something that was true to her character I think she's most honest with Boo but also there like but also the fact that she is in the bathtub playing again as I said like an accessory to someone's fantasy is another side of her that she's being honest to I don't know like that's a side of her that's I think hmm, this is a really hard question to answer now because I'm thinking about moments where you're engaging in behavior like that and it's true to like what you need to do as a coping mechanism or what you're doing as a self-destructive mechanism and it doesn't mean that Uh just because you're like saying something or going along with something you are not still that person so I don't know I think it just depends on the kind of honesty like she wouldn't show that side of herself to Boo even though I think she's most verbally honest with Boo there's another kind of honesty that she's showing in these people that she's having sex with. There's like, not intimate, but she's showing a side of herself that maybe is even more honest at her core. Mm. If that, I think that's a great observation that there is a lot of honesty within her sexual relationships just because sex can be so honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up intimacy and I wanted to ask, this is like a very big question, but do you think sex and intimacy are ever aligned in Fleabag like in the show itself not just for the character where do you see those you know sex and intimacy lining up if at all like I think it just depends on the way that you see intimacy I think that there's an intimacy in Mm -hmm. the like vulgarity of some of her sexual actions I think that's a great 
way to put it because her sleeping with the older man who fucks her and says, you're so young, you're so young. Mm -hmm. I think both people are admitting to a fantasy that they have. And I think both participants in that, even though it's played as a joke, I don't yeah. think the joke detracts from it. I think there is a there is an intimacy to like admitting that you want that. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of traditional intimacy. There's not a lot of mm. if you were thinking of intimacy in the context of a healthy relationship. I don't see. Well, actually, I'm thinking about it romantically. But if you thought about intimacy with Claire, there's like moments where they're spooning that are very intimate in a traditional, understandable way. But from a sexual perspective, I think that she shows a different kind of intimacy, as you said, in like admitting to certain fantasies or just like sending pictures of her vagina. It's not a super intimate act, but the fact that you're doing it is like it's not sentimentally intimate, but it's intimate in a different mm. way in my mind. That's why I'm asking you. I'm asking you about your mind specifically. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> no, you, you're the dog. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. <laughs> At the sex exhibition, when mm. Olivia Coleman has her monologue and she says it's about power and she pretty much like looks at Fleabag, every relationship in the show is tinged with sex and power. Like those, it's a part of every mm. relationship. Does that feel true to life to you? I agree that that's true of the show. If that feels true to life in my like everyday life as like a 21 year old walking around with friends. I think that there's levels of sex and power in all of those relationships, but I don't know if I'll go so far as to bring it into other aspects of my life. So like my personal mm. life, my life, my social circle, there's levels of power, but I don't want to say sexual power with like parents, professors. Are there any specific moments in the show that you think are particularly funny? Like anything that you, that like makes you laugh the most? Okay, well, I've already touched on it, but the bathtub scene made me laugh immensely because <laughs> yes. it, it just really felt like something I've done before. Like, just let a, just just sit in a moment and be so clearly able to tell that a man is stroking his own ego with my hand, stroking his own cock ego with my hand and, like, letting him and yeah. letting him, like, save him. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. I think that's the funniest moment in the show for me, honestly. Where do you think the humor derives from? Like, what do you think makes the show so funny? Like, not just the grit of it, but like, what moments, what are the like reoccurring things that make the show funny? Uh, the, obviously, the performances, the way that the characters mm. themselves, like, invites And me they're in all amazing. Way. Yeah, yeah. They're all amazing performances. But uh, I think... You touched, you said it well, that it's presented to you. She's inviting you in like a friend. The fact that she's addressing me and constantly getting me to come back and look back at her and Phoebe Waller-Bridge's performance is perhaps the core of the funniness of the show and her writing as well. But like, oh, I think also just how fucking real it feels, even though it's quite, it, maybe it would be easy to say that a lot of it feels really... Uh, caricature like or like hyperbolic exactly. maybe yeah I feel like I might say this is hyperbolic but deep down I don't think it is Sounds I agree like with you I really is. don't think it is I think there's so many ridiculous people that walk around every day with these inflated senses of self yeah. or just like men that think they can do whatever they want and they don't see the impact on it like there's so many martins out there there's so many asshole guys out there there's olivia coleman's out there like godmothers who you know, like older women who wield their sexual power over younger women. 
I was thinking before this about how, especially the way that the men are written, like I was thinking about how I would like to say and present to people that I think that it's just this exaggeration of men and this maybe dehumanizing stance on men. But I genuinely at my core think that they're really accurate portrayals of men that I've engaged with. Adjacent to that, do you think the humor that derives from the men in the show is different from the humor that derives from the women in the show? The way that the women are written, I feel like I'm in on a joke that not everyone can participate in. Whereas with the men, again, I'm in on a joke that, I guess with both of them, actually, I'm in on the joke. Whereas I'm so used to not being in on the joke, I'm so used to maybe laughing at a ditzy blonde or something like that. This show feels like she's invited me into my own world and it's not for my Mm. brother. I feel happy to think that some of the things that are funny about the women are going over the heads of maybe the men that are watching it with me. And I, I like laughing kind of at the men with the women of the show, so with the woman of the show, believe it. I agree with you. I also enjoy the idea that like this isn't super funny to men. The very first um, scene when that dude is knocking, asshole guy is knocking on her door and she's talking to the camera about all the things she did to prepare, uh, like all of the ways that she's putting effort into making herself look flawless in her presentation to asshole guy, I felt was a very good sort of that's a good way to look at how I felt watching the show. Like all of the ways that I know that we and I are all putting into our performance, our perception, whatever that, that these guys don't know about. That doesn't really, I don't know how to say what I mean, but like my brother wouldn't be amused by the fact that she put on makeup, shaved her pubes, whatever, did all this shit, because it's not something that he would have ever had thought of. But to me, that's so fucking funny, because that's something I've engaged with as well, of like, these secrets that men don't know about that I'm doing, sort of for myself, but mostly for them. Yeah, I I like the idea that you keep bringing up secrets, something that feels so secret, because it's not talked about, like our existence Mm -hmm. with sex and our Mm -hmm. existence around men. And young women's, like, coming to terms with how we feel about feminism, how we feel about our relationships to our bodies and our friends and our families and sex. All those things felt so private. And now they're on screen in a way that is, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, Do you relate to Fleabag's relationship with Boo and that friendship? Does it seem like a real friendship to you? It feels so real. It feels so much like something could could look like that. It feels really relatable. Even even down to the fact that she sort of betrays Boo and does that to her feels like something that would happen to me or that I could see myself doing to like such an important friendship. It feels very, it feels like a great depiction of friendship to me. Yeah. Do you think by the end of the show, you understand why Fleabag slept with Boo's boyfriend? Like, you understand how she got there? Totally. Also, to be honest, maybe I'm flattering myself, but I kind of feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm a bad little man, or maybe I feel like I could have understood why she did that to her, even without all of the buildup, but it helps me see. It helps Mm. me 
understand even more. But like, quite honestly, I think it just makes it easier for me to admit that I understand why she did it to watch her rising up towards that moment that I yeah. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge's performance of grief is so transformative. Her whole demeanor changes when she grieves or when she was reminded of Boo. She's an amazing actress. Yeah. I know. She's so, she's a genius. <laughs> I've never seen, man. It's interesting that her central relationship is with a woman in the show with Boo. I was thinking about that a lot as well. Just the fact that like, the again I think that her relationship with Boo is the most important relationship to her and was the most important relationship to her I also think that it's interesting that Boo is the only person well no not the only person but Boo as a woman is someone who can't give her what she's looking for whatever that is Mm. from Seth I think that's part of why she can have such a safe relationship with Boo is that she is never gonna with her i've never thought about that that's a great point yeah thanks (laughs) no not that's a great no but thanks (laughs) no that is a really great point that she that the only safe relationships are ones that are not sexual not in danger of being sexual do you understand where claire's coming from when she says that she believes martin over fleabag yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I think that, and again, you, you've talked about how Fleabag, like, tricks you into being on her side. I probably would have been on her side anyways, to be honest, but, but yeah, and I think that's, like, one of the hardest moments of the show is that Claire does, does believe Martin, and I, again, totally, I totally think that that's a reasonable conclusion to come to. And I think it speaks to, again, like what you've been talking about power and sex dynamics and that like maybe on some level, Claire is also mm, always going to side with Martin because, and I'm not saying that Claire has the same issues that Fleabag has, but just maybe like, again, Martin is someone who holds something that she wants in her sex life. Martin is like someone who holds the hope that she can be loved that like Fleabag can't give to her. So it makes sense that she would want to see it from his perspective. I think. Yeah. The social capital of being married, of having a husband. I think at one point she says, I have a husband in a Burberry coat. But again, I think that that's why it's so hard when she chooses Martin over uh, Fleabag because like, what they have is so sweet. What they have is so secure. It could be so healthy. But at the end of the day, there's sex gets in the way. Exactly, dude. All right. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the show? Anything we didn't really get to talk about? I love the show. I think it's a great show. Phoebe, kudos to you. <laughs> uh, thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, Phoebe. <laughs> Thanks, Phoebe. <laughs> I can't think of anything uh, that we haven't gotten to, but thanks for having me, Yana. Thanks for asking me questions. Absolutely. Thank you so much for letting me use you as a guinea pig. Very on theme.